You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flag. Gibson inside the 30, hits the Jets, and he's going to go, Jets win it, touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson, game over. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kind of makes you think that uh, all NFL highlights should be played with like 90s video game tracks behind them, right? <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> Kyle's theme song serving as the uh, as the soundtrack for uh, Xavier Gibson's walk-off punt return touchdown in overtime on Monday night as the Aaron Rodgers-less Jets take down Josh Allen, who can't stop turning the football over, and the Buffalo Bills. Our pal Adam Chernoff, New York Jets super fan, will join us in just a second here, talking week two in the NFL. We'll get back to awards, P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards coming up in 20 minutes. Ken Barkley going to talk to us about Defensive Player of the Year, Feliz Nari Tov still to come, Connor Allen and Danny Cannell still to come, Power Hour, Final Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now on the line, celebrity New York Jets fan, our good friend, Adam Chernoff, host of the Simple Handicap Podcast, a great NFL betting podcast that we encourage our listeners and viewers to check out. And you should also be checking out our friends at Right Angle Sports, the Right Angle Sports app, a free download, features insight and commentaries from pro bettors on everything happening in the National Football League. And Chern is with us now here on a Thursday. Chern, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week two in the NFL. Week two is feeling much better than week one from an anticipation standpoint. So I'm glad to be here, and thanks for having me back for another week. Adam, uh, before we get to a lot of the uh, specific games, probably have to start with the Jets game. You, We asked you about it off the air, and I, I'm interested to hear what you say because you were like, I'll save, I'll save my reaction for on the air. Like I'll say, And I was like, man, is he about to say they're going to get railroaded by the Dallas Cowboys? Like, what's the opinion going to be here? The market for the Jets game coming up, so obviously off the win over Buffalo. We played that call coming out of break. Uh, so 1-0, going to 1-0 Dallas, uh, but a very large point spread, obviously, because Zach Wilson's going to start. Cowboys, 8.5-9 really low total 38 and a half not sure a lot of people expect the jets to score in the game uh any handicapping thoughts in jets cowboys even if you don't have a bet yourself the handicapping thought is um a tricky one because on one hand i want to believe in that defense that i saw on monday night football on the other hand i can't quite step away from the fact that we see it all of the time when a starting quarterback goes down the rest of the team around him plays to a level that they never really get back to again. And the emotion and the circumstance and the stage of everything that happened on Monday Night Football, I think gave us the best possible version of that Jets defense that we are going to see. Now, I'm not saying that this is, is a bad defense by any means. I think it is absolutely a top five defense. But I've been interested by hearing so many comments all week about how this defense 
is going to get the Jets to still be a playoff contender from not only the coach, but everybody around the team and everybody speculating on it. I don't get the same feeling from this team with Zach Wilson that I did back in 2011 when Mark Sanchez threw for like 3,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 13 picks, and a brilliant defense got them to the AFC Championship. I just feel like this is a little bit different. And so in this spot, I think the number right now is pretty fair. I thought Rodgers to Wilson was a touchdown. We go from three to eight and a half through the four, six, and seven. I think the price is right. But I just I don't know if this defense is going to get back to that level that we saw it against the Bills, which was just up there with like the Bears' performance defensively against the Cardinals in that game where they won it and came back on the the crazy comeback a few almost a decade and a half now. I just I don't think it's the same thing. That was uh, you want to crown them then crown there. That's the Dennis Allen, Devin yeah, right. Hester, Matt Leinart Monday night game. Let that's him a, off the that's hook. A, that's a good pull from Church. So that was like, look, that's like jaded, angry, disappointed Jets fan Adam Chernoff there talking about his team going against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. I want to hear what sharp better Adam Chernoff's got to say about week two in the NFL. My friend, the entire board is yours. We can hit some we can hit some like specific games coming up a little bit. But as it stands right now, could be side or total. What's your favorite current look on the board for week two in the National Football League? Definitely have a couple. Let's start with tonight just because it's coming up soon, and I, I think people are interested in having a bet on it. Uh, the Vikings-Eagles last year, week two, closed 49-and-a-half. Uh, it's going back a long way, but we're at the same number now, essentially. There's some under money coming in recently. So it's not a lot has changed here price-wise for these two teams versus where we were. But I think there's issues with the Eagles' defense. First of all, N'Kobe Dean hurt last week. He was the green dot on the defense, leading all the play-calling getting everyone lined up. He's out. The green dot went from Dean to Reed Blankenship, who led the team in tackles. Well, now he's out. Then you have Bradbury, another veteran in the backfield. Well, he's out as well. So all of a sudden, this Eagles defense not only lost a lot of pieces in the offseason, especially from the secondary. In week one, they have a couple huge losses. And now they're going to correct everything on a short week facing the Vikings and all of these great receivers that they now have, especially with Addison introduced into that trio, I think the Vikings are going to be able to move the football. And I, I think we're going to see a very different look from the Eagles offense, which struggled against an all-time Belichick game plan to sort of get the monkey off his back, stopping mobile quarterbacks. I, I think we see this game go over. And so I don't agree with the recent move. Uh, I like points in this one tonight. Okay, so over in the uh, upcoming Thursday Night Football game, Vikings and Eagles, like Adam said, rematch of week two last year, a game where, the, I mean, the Eagles just obliterated the Vikings. Nick yep. and I were in Vegas for that game. That was the second, uh, or the co-Monday Night Football game, you, not the doubleheader, because they would be one after night, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, there something and uh, uh, that wasn't the cake. The cake was Thursday night Chargers Chiefs. That was the uh, that was the the cake. But I I don't know who got the cake, but I'm sure it lasted well, until Monday. Well, what, ha what happened was Ken, right. Ken was served the piece of cake because he laid the through with yes. the Eagles. I had the cake slammed in my face. I had the Vikings plus three. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so, but we both liked the Bills against the Titans. That was the other game that was on we at the did. same time, and you, you couldn't That's make right. the number big enough for us in that game, and uh, and they didn't. So that was great, and we really appreciated that. Uh, Adam, I, I think we turn our attention to Sunday now. I think sort of an exercise a lot of us are doing, and you see this, right? People who who talk about betting, tweet about betting, do podcasts, whatever, trying to figure out like of the teams that looked really bad in week one, 
are there some that have now maybe in those people's opinions could be any team become really valuable bets now right so you know the Bengals look really bad in week one or the bears look really bad in week one or seattle looks really bad in week one i think a lot of people want to kind of get back on the horse and play those teams sort of a bounce back to be honest in week two do any of those like really bad week one to the giants would be another one any of those week one teams that struggled mightily any of them interest you now at these prices uh, Cincinnati three minus 20, uh, definitely does against the Ravens going to be down two key guys in the defensive backfield going to be down two offensive linemen. The Dobbins stuff was priced in when this came out, bad situation for the Ravens. And this is a Bengals offense that's had success against the Baltimore defense. Now it's a lot weaker. The anger from the wide receivers for Cincinnati post game, I think really comes through. So I think Cincinnati looks way better than they did. I would also say the same thing for Knicks Giants going on the road to face Arizona. I thought it was kind of both things at play here. First, the Cardinals looked a lot better than they actually are playing a Washington Commanders team with Howell starting and just so much emphasis for that team to get the win for the new ownership, for the new offensive coordinator. They passed the ball one time with 12 minutes or less to go in the fourth quarter. Like, they got so tight and conservative, and that inflated the Cardinals' defensive numbers where they forced stops on the final three drives of the game. And so I think the Cardinals looked a lot better. And that Giants game, similar to the Bengals-Browns, like the Browns are always a bad matchup for the Bengals. Since Dayball and Kafka took over, they've played the Cowboys three times, and all three times has been ugly, regardless of who Dallas has had at quarterback. That game was over three drives into the game, and then the weather just made it look way worse than it was. I, I think the Giants are going to get whatever they want on offense. This Cardinals defense overplayed everything against Washington. In the secondary, linebackers were jumping. With all they do pre-snap in New York, they're going to find a lot of success. So I think both the Bengals and Giants look way better than they did a week ago. Three drives, I think, is pretty flattering to the New York football giants. So the, the game was over when the ball was kicked <laughs> off on Sunday night against, against the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Uh, you better you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Talking week two with our pal Adam Chernoff of the Simple Handicap Podcast. Check out the Right Angle Sports app, free to download, featuring insight and commentaries from professional betters. Churn, uh, this, this game features like two of like the bells of the ball this, uh, this offseason in terms of people that do betting content. That, of course, the Green Bay Packers. Visiting the Atlanta Falcons, I know how high you guys were on Atlanta heading into the year, liked Green Bay also. We liked Green Bay. Pretty much anyone that does content, like well, at least one of these two teams coming into the year. Both of them win in week number one. Atlanta now a one-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Pack. Total of 40. The updated injury stuff here, which is like all coming in real time now in case you missed a churn. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson both don't practice again on Thursday for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe that kind of leans you in one direction here. Any bets for you uh, with Green Bay and Atlanta this Sunday? You can only look at Atlanta. I don't know what the early week movement was in support of Green Bay because there was nothing optimistic about Watson when he did his interview on Monday. Jones was sort of expected to miss. You have injuries elsewhere in the defense. Like everything's at every level is banged up for Green Bay, and I thought that result against the Bears was a little bit flattering too. There was Love made a lot of plays on third and long third medium that went for huge yardage and missed tackles. I, I thought they got sort of inflated there by what that final score looked like. So I, I didn't see what was sort of intriguing anyone to bet that early. And then for Atlanta, they basically did the bare minimum. The average throw for Desmond Ritter was eight and a half yards behind the sticks, and they win 
in that game. So obviously benefited from some turnovers. So they were propped up a little bit too. Don't want to deny that. With all these injuries, I mean, you it's Atlanta or nothing in this game if you haven't bet it yet. And we obviously do awards every Thursday. We've already done MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. And the story in both of those markets through one game is a pair of Miami Dolphins, right? Tua has the best game of any quarterback. His odds go down to win MVP alongside some of the favorites like Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill is the new favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year because he's awesome and he had a huge game. Curious if you could see that continuing against New England, right? So we assume maybe maybe New England won't play defense the same way the Chargers did. Everybody on Twitter, everybody in NFL is just bashing Brandon Staley all week, bashing the play calls, bashing everything about the Chargers organization. So maybe it won't go the same way for the Dolphins. They got bet out to about three. The threes on New England have gotten bet a little bit. So kind of two and a half, three with Miami in Foxborough. This is Sunday night. Uh, any thought on Miami's offense in this game? Any bets that you like here? The best piece of non-betting content but just straight football media that has come out has been from some of the film guys who did the breakdown comparison between how the Dolphins faced the Chargers last year and the subtle adjustments that Mike McDaniel made in the offseason to make that offense work last weekend and if that is a case of something that continues and McDaniel's able to tailor the game plan and tweak what he has specifically per opponent I think we're in for a really high ceiling with the Dolphins offense all season long. So I can't I can't debate Tyreek Hill getting to the top of that odds board for OPY and for MVP. I mean, if the Dolphins continue like this, then Tua's in line for that. Some voting stuff maybe we'll get to later in the season. But I- I'm curious to see what Belichick is able to do because last week's defensive effort from the Pats against the Eagles was – so bought in by all of the players on the field to shut down that mobile quarterback that Belichick has struggled with for a couple years now. Like it's been ugly and they completely stonewalled the Eagles and it caught Philadelphia off guard. And so I'm wondering, can the Pats go from all of that effort with all of that game planning and shift it now to do something completely different against the Miami Dolphins offense? I would, I lean towards the answer being no, so I, I tend to agree with this movement up, which has the Dolphins now at three. I'm not running to lay it, um, but uh, I, I'm very intrigued by this Dolphins offense and how McDaniel's running it. Churn, final question for you here, and it's a two-parter. I know you gave us a thought on the total coming up on Thursday Night Football between the Vikings and the Eagles. Any total stand out to you for the Sunday? Anywhere on the slate you want to go, a total coming up on Sunday? And since you came on the show last week and you talked up, Tutu Atwell and Tutu Atwell goes for a buck 19, 119 receiving yards. I even start him in some fantasy football leagues. And he helps win me a couple matchups. Any, is there a prop that you like coming up for Sunday? So a total and or a prop for Sunday's action. We would love it to close this Thursday interview. Can I counter the total with a side that will tie into the prop? Uh, please. You got it. I'd be insulted right. if you didn't. <laughs> Let's go Colts money line. Uh, right now, they're right around even money. And then tie that in with Anthony Richardson, anytime touchdown score. That'll be it's coming out early, but you're getting around plus 120 or better. We'll put kind of the floor on that for when you go and look for it if you want to follow along. Um, the Texans injury report is a mile long. They're going to be without their two safeties. They put a defensive lineman on IR. They're down a linebacker. I don't know why the Texans are still getting sort of clinged on to and getting some home field respect. I think Indianapolis has the better coach, the better play caller, the better quarterback, and this defense for Houston is taking a huge blow with these injuries. And so Anthony Richardson's fine. That injury late game was precautionary. 
he's going to get a ton of running out of the uh, under center because the running back situation for the Colts is a disaster. Uh, last week, he was plus 180 to score. It's going to be lower this week. It's going to get bet down. Steichen loves to run running or quarterbacks in the red zone. Richardson's going to get his opportunities again. I think the Colts win. I take them on the money line. I think Richardson scores as well. And so I would take that prop too. And, and I wouldn't shy away from Tutu Atwell either. He's around 40 and a half. So it's up 10 yards. Uh, but it's the season of Atwell, so I think those props are still good. <laughs> we'll, all put, we'll all put on tutus for the interview next week. Yes. Also, don't tell us that, it, that that injury was precautionary. It cost us money last week yeah. with the Colts back to well, against the Jaguars. Turn. Churn, we appreciate it. Hit Churn up on Twitter at Adam Churn up, Right Angle Sports and the Simple Handicap Podcast. My friend, Churn, baby Churn. Good luck with your bets. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the week. Disco Inferno. <laughs> back, back to awards coming up next. Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs>